Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, freight forwarding, trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kaus, Corporate Marketing Manager here at Buckland, and today I'm speaking with our guest, Erica Rotterman. Erica is the Senior Customer Service Administrator at Buckland and holds her Certified Customs Specialist designation. Erica works closely with Buckland customers to ensure the best possible experience and has been with Buckland for over 10 years. Welcome back to the podcast, Erica. Thanks, Jenny. I'm happy to be here. So you've been on the podcast a couple times, but today specifically, you're here to talk about completing a general agency agreement, or as I commonly hear it around the office, a GAA. Can you kind of give us a high level? What is a GAA? Of course. So GAA, or General Agency Agreement, it's a legal document. It allows a customs broker to conduct business on behalf of an importer. Mm -hmm. You might also hear it referred to as a a Canadian POA, or power of attorney. Okay. It is the, they're interchangeable. So that's the term that's used in the U.S. That's right. Usually. Okay. And a lot of those terms kind of cross over back and forth, but formally, it's a GAA in Canada. Yes. Okay. So what is a GAA needed for? So a general agency agreement is mandated by the Customs Act. It outlines the standard trading conditions and ensures both parties are clear on the terms of doing business together. Mm -hmm. A customs broker actually can't legally act on behalf of an importer without a properly completed GAA. Oh, okay. So this is why this is a pretty important step when you're getting set up. And this would be with any broker who's going to be acting on your behalf when doing these transactions with customs, right? That's right. If you haven't given a POA to a broker, they are not your broker. Okay. Gotcha. So this is an essential step. I know a lot of people, when they're getting started with a broker, um, have questions about this when they're asked to sign something like this, because we usually hear about power of attorney in different types of contexts, but... Okay. So actually, to that point, uh, a GAA is a custom-specific authorization. Mm. It, the terms outlaid in the definitions um, are very specific to transacting business with CBSA and CRA. Gotcha. Okay, great. Thank you. So we're going to talk about, because you have a lot of experience doing this with clients and getting them set up, I'm sure you've seen um, some of the maybe best practices, we'll call it, of of getting one of these completed uh, accurately to ensure that everything's happening quickly. Um, can you give us a couple of tips about what to look out for, maybe some best practices? Sure. So it's, it's really important that your GAA is completed with the company's legal business name and, mm. and address. If you are a current um, Canadian importer, you would already have an an import business number, and that should also be reflected on the GAA when you're signing that over. Companies that have multiple locations, that's a little bit tricky because you might um, have one legal entity, but then want the broker to transact business on behalf of multiple locations. So in that case, um, we've seen it where all locations share a business number and one GAA is sufficient, but each 
if each um, location has their own business number, then a separate GAA is required for each one. Okay, great. That's a really good tip. And, and I think that that could be confusing, right? If you had it by each location. Often you see companies where there's more than one location. Um, it's mainly controlled out of a, a head office. So mm-hmm. you might think that it's okay to just have the one GAA on file. But yep. if they're all reporting imports and reporting GST and, and whatnot separately, then that's when they need to have separate GAAs. Gotcha. Now, the other thing, too, is, of course, because this is a legal document, it's got to be signed. Yes. But I'm sure there's some things we need to know about that signature that's needed. Here's what it says in the Customs D memo. It is generally assumed that employees of the importer and employees of the authorized agent have the necessary authority to transact business on behalf of their employers. Should there be any doubt, the CBSA may refuse to transact business with that employee until satisfactory proof of authority has been provided. So you have to be an authorized signer. Sure. In Canada, there's no specific title or limitation, but you do have to have authority to sign on behalf of the business that you're representing. Sure. So these are probably titles you'd see like president, owner, CEO, manager, things like this? Yes, yes. And different structures will have different... You might have partner. Um, A smaller business may have office administrator, right? Anybody technically or... Generally, anyone who can sign a check on behalf of the business would be okay okay to sign. That's a good kind of comparison to make. Now, how about the business name? Because I know there's some confusion here with legal business names and then trade names and things like that. Yes, it's quite often for a business to have a legal name on file with CBSA or CRA, but be trading and doing business as something more of a trade name. Sure. Um, so the business name on the GAA should match exactly how you are registered with Canada Revenue Agency. So if it's a numbered account doing business as a common name, mm-hmm. like like one two three four five Ontario Inc., doing business as John Doe Manufacturing, it's really important that that complete name mm-hmm. is on the GAA. Yeah, that makes sense because, you know, this is a legal document, so you want to make sure that you're using the accurate information. So that's a good tip. So speaking of a business name, what if there have been changes to the business name or even the business number? Oh, great question. So if at any time after signing a GAA with a broker, you experience a change in your company structure or amalgamate possibly a couple businesses together, those types of changes need to be communicated to the broker. And depending on the situation, there could be a brand new GAA required. Um, We may also just request copies of your certificate of amalgamation, things of that nature to support the, uh, the document chain kind of in our records. Great. Okay. And speaking of changes, what about a change of address? If someone moves their company, if it's still in their legal name, does that GAA still valid or... So we should have an updated GAA when there is an updated okay. address because it is something that is can be very specific, um, and there can be similar companies operating in it in one area, and you don't want any question as to whether we have current authority to clear yeah. under your current business. Well, thank you for those tips. I know that this is a very important thing in terms of having all of your paperwork in order. Um, you certainly don't want to have any issues and making sure that you have all of these things taken care of ahead of time will help you not have any delays or anything like that. So this is great to have these tips. And I also want to mention that if this information, uh, if you're listening to this and this is useful to you, 
it's also available in another format. We do have this on our website as a downloadable learning guide. So please feel free to visit our website, buckland.com slash learning guides. We have this as a printed um, digital resource that you can download and have a look at and keep for reference, share with others. So please feel free to check that out. I'll include it in the show notes as well. So please do refer to it because it's got a lot of the same information we talked about and reminders that'll help you complete this very important document. Thank you so much, Erica, for joining me today and talking about kind of these best practices for completing a GA. Of course, Jenny. And if, if anybody has any questions, uh, how can they get a hold of you? Well, I was just going to say our administrative team here at Buckland, we are here to answer your questions on powers of attorney, general agency agreements, anything involved in the setting up of an account with Buckland. We have staff on the Canadian side and the U.S. side and down at the southern border, and all of our CSA um, personnel are trained and ready to answer these types of questions. Great. You can reach out to them at csagroup at buckland.com. That's csagroup at buckland.com. If you have any questions about this or if you're struggling with completing any of these types of paperwork. Thanks again, Eric. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. My pleasure, Jenny. Thanks. That's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our guest, Erica Rotterman, for joining us and for sharing your expertise. If you're looking for more resources related to international trade, please check out buckland.com and click on learning across the top of the website. Here you'll find a range of resources, including learning guides, webinars, and podcasts. Our downloadable learning guides include one about how to complete a general agency agreement. It would make a great companion to today's podcast. So check that out. We also host live monthly webinars and we invite you to sign up to secure your spot for an informative presentation followed by a live Q&A session. The best way to keep up to date on all of these resources is through our weekly newsletter. We send out a newsletter every Wednesday containing our latest resources as well as a roundup of the latest trade news delivered straight to your inbox. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us through our website's contact us page or through Twitter where our handle is at Buckland Tweets on our LinkedIn company page or on Instagram at Buckland Insta. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Borders podcast and be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations about importing, exporting, and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.